we can't misquote people on the pod, then what are we doing here? Hello, welcome to the playoff edition of the SSFL podcast. Big week. Uh, all sorts of things to talk about. We've got playoff brackets. We've got a league that might not play all of its games this week, but probably will because it's the NFL. And um, some other surprises. So let's get into it. Special guest, Justin Murray, Murray Market National. How's it going, buddy? Good. No COVID. Feeling great. Perfect. Eric, nice uh, nice sweater. Got the Christmas yeah. spirit. Yeah. Parents just got here for a little Christmas visit. Oh, and so immediately you slammed yourself in the office to record a podcast? I sure did. That's dedication. We Not like my that. first rodeo. <laughs> Kevin, how's it going? Uh, just happy to be here, I think. <laughs> And last but not least, uh, Tony, still, uh, still smug? Yeah, I mean, th- if this has been a great week to have a bye because I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So all I know is I'll see you losers in the semifinals. That was a really weird game. Uh, it's Friday now. Chargers played yesterday. And like there kept being times where they were on like the five and they'd hand it to someone other than Eckler and be like, ha, 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 fuck Tony. <laughs> and then realized like halfway through that you didn't didn't matter. didn't matter at all. It was very peaceful to just watch that game as a neutral observer um, and uh, not have to worry about getting frustrated at why the Chargers insisted on using everyone but Eckler. But um, he still ended up with a decent game. But yeah. I'm not sure neutral observer is really the best phrase. I mean, you were still flinging a lot of shit everywhere. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I might have been the recipient of most of that. But you know. <laughs> I think it turned it around. Didn't Mahomes actually end up doing all right for you there? Uh, yeah, more than all right. Patrick yeah, thirty-five has entered the chat. He just yeah. decided to do it after throwing a pick, like uh, of the third on their seat. And, and maybe just a, a little bit of karma for Sherry. Are looking staring down a um, a semifinal Pronley in the face with that big appearance. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens to him first from to worst, maybe. <laughs> I mean, many people have gone the opposite, myself included. So maybe it's. Just meant to be. Can we, sorry, should we, does anyone have like, I haven't really been following, but what is the latest situation with the NFL in terms of game scheduling and whatnot? Is anyone like super up to date? I've kind of just been slacking. So there's a bunch of teams that like, like Washington or someone had like 35 players or 25 players. Isn't a roster 57? 53. 53. That's like half their team. Yeah. Currently looking on the score app, we have two Tuesday games. That would be the Seahawks and Rams and Washington and Philadelphia on Tuesday. And something tomorrow or Friday, Saturday? And so, and Patriots Colts tomorrow, which apparently was always scheduled for tomorrow. Um, they do do that sometimes in December, schedule Saturday games. But I guess that one is a go ahead. Um, and then the, uh, the other one got pushed back. And then the Browns and Raiders, which is scheduled on Saturday, looks like that is now on Monday at two o'clock, which is a wild <laughs> time for a game. Yeah, that's so wild. I saw a headline that the, the you know, speed run the Canucks corner, the Flames don't even have a full roster right now or don't even have like a, a full line. That's a little, little spooky. Didn't the Canucks do that last season? Isn't that something that happened? They did. The difference being that was 
before vaccinations, which was the scary thing. It's like the reason Brandon Sutter's not playing right now. Um, I do think it's kind of interesting because like it's all like, like sports last year was sort of a case study for how this was going like with society. And um, Goodell doesn't make very many good points, but I thought he had a really good line today in one of his releases. He says the emergence of the uh, Omicron variant is precisely the kind of change that warrants a flexible response. And that's true. Like that, like there's a lot of leagues that are trying to get through with the literature that they have in front of them. And that's what they need to operate within. But this is like the first like major league that's come out and said, Hey, we're going to respond to this one specifically with how we approach it. And I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see how the other sports do it. Cause I know that the NHL is governed. They did like a separate CBA for this year involving all of these different protocols. So any sort of change to that needs to go to a vote, et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot of red tape, whereas Goodell is just kind of like, no, we're doing this. Yeah, I actually have been really surprised with how like good the response from the NFL and from the teams that I've seen have been. And like, you know, we're adapting, we're taking this seriously, we're, you know, go get vaccinated, et cetera, all the, the right things. Then why are we burying the lead here? The reason Kevin was late to the podcast is he's in contract negotiations with the Flames. <laughs> You need players. Is that a red hair joke? Yeah. yeah. Wow, we haven't had one of those in a long time. No, no, I don't think I've been on skates in like 18 months. Yeah. Even then, it was a fucking chore to make the juvie team in North Delta, but I appreciate it. You bodies at this point. Somebody that can stir it up in front of the net. What was the team that had the um, the guy that drive the Zamboni play uh, goalie for him? Beat the Leafs all-time <laughs> moment. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. Like, I, I find it really hard to believe that the, they're not going to play, right? Like, they're going to play. But, like, what happens if they don't for fantasy? Uh, I think it just sucks. Sucks to suck is kind of how it happens. Well, uh, that'll be interesting. I've already gone through, like, three running backs this week just trying to find people that aren't declared COVID. I mean, what would have to happen for them to actually cancel a game? They made Denver start a receiver at quarterback last year. Yeah, they won't. They won't cancel games. They almost certainly will not. They'll move them around. But if they didn't cancel them last year, they're not going to cancel them this year when people are vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, I think that like the only way they would do it if like enough of a team is declared ineligible that like they physically can't play, which seems like basically impossible. Yeah, seems hard though because that's subjective, right? And like that's why it's like at, at who gets to decide was an adequate roster. Cause to what Anthony said last year, they, they played with a wide receiver, a quarterback. You'd think that would qualify. So I don't know. I just think it's, yeah, I don't know. Don't, I don't have the answer. I think that probably, you know, what would happen is it would be a team that's got like an important game, like a playoff game and they can't play with like most of their players. And they're like, fuck you. We're not playing. Like that seems like the most likely scenario where like, something has to happen is where like, you know, a game really matters and the team feels like they're not allowed to play like their roster. Yeah. I feel like that's already happened though. Cause these games right now matter to get to the playoffs before they quote unquote matter. So I, I guess, I, I guess, I don't know. Like I said, there's not a great solution, but it's, uh, it's not looking terrific overall. Well, let's um, pivot from this because COVID's depressing and, you know, me losing in fantasy is depressing enough. Let's uh, pivot to a multiverse where maybe COVID doesn't exist and things are a little different. Eric, what do you got? Uh, so first I'm going to bury the lead really hard. Um, we'll get to the multiverse in a second, but I listened to last week's pod 
and I had some notes for everybody because I thought it was, uh, there were some things we needed to bring back up. Um, first, uh, Brandon asked a question in a chat the other day asking if his game against Justin last week was effectively the greatest game ever played in terms of total points. I didn't do the research. Um, so sorry, Brandon, you're gonna have to look that one up. Um, Brandon also has, I don't know if anybody noticed, he overtook most points against last week. So he has a first round buy and was most points against. Also wondering if maybe that is the first time that's ever happened. Also didn't do the research. So we'll have to find out later. Um, but other things that are interesting uh, on the podcast last week, Brendan successfully predicted Tyler winning the Benny Bowl, which was a bit out there. He just kind of threw that out there. You guys, um, through with that? That's how it happened. It sure did. Yeah. Oh yeah, we had a whole thing. There was oh. bennies and everything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Congrats to Tyler. Your mug is in the mail. It'll it'll be here soon. Um, other predictions. At some point during the show, somebody mentioned. Uh, Kyle's sleeper prediction was like 54 points and that was while he had three positions in his roster completely empty he filled those positions and scored 54 points so I thought that was a fun little <laughs> nug <laughs> oh, uh, another fun little thing from last week uh, Kevin Anthony pointed this out but Kevin projecting on the podcast that Najee would go for two touchdowns which he absolutely did and then finally the most interesting thing uh, Division 2 went 7-0 and in rivalry week last week not a single Division 1 team managed to beat their rival um, including the three teams that were fighting for a playoff spot. So brutal. Yeah. Brutal. It was but, a tough week. Now to unbury the lead. Uh, there was actually, you reminded me, there was one thing that I also needed to clarify from last week. I actually got a message from Kenny Welsh. Um, he wanted to clarify the best team, best record to not make playoffs. Uh, he said, what I said at the reunion was, and this is a quote, my season was already a bust. Even if I won last week and this week and finished nine and five, I still wouldn't make playoffs, which would probably be the best record ever to not make playoffs in our league. That's fair. You wanted to clarify. I'm not saying that my current seven and six team should have made it. So that's good because I kind of roasted them. And so I apologize. <laughs> but also I can only operate on the facts that I was given and someone misquoted him severely. I can't remember who that was. Well, so. you know what the um, solution to that be is to go to the reunion. Nah. So. Probably not me because I don't remember a single thing anybody <laughs> said at that reunion. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me somehow, Jay. <laughs> Talked to lots of people, don't know what was said. We had a great conversation. You told me okay. you loved me. But, no. <laughs> I would tell you that sober too. So I would also say uh, Kenny's right. That is what he said at the reunion. But if we can't misquote people on the pod, then what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's Brandon? <laughs> Still mad about AP? <laughs> mad about AP. Okay. All right, moving on. Back yeah. to the last thing. Last week when we were breaking down fantasy or playoff scenarios, Anthony said something that was something to the effect of, it's exciting that all these scenarios could happen, but the most exciting thing is that one of them will. And so that got me thinking about all of the other potential scenarios that could have happened this year. So I did a little research. What I was thinking was, okay, you set your lineup every week. You draft your team. All you can really control is how many points you score. The thing you can't control is who you play and what your schedule is. So I did a little math and I wrote a little program to do some simulations and determined that for each team, there are 3.6 million possible schedules that could have happened. 
and I have some data for you on how you would have done in every single one of those possible schedules. This Are is incredible. Yeah, what the fuck is going on here? To, like the fantasy footballers or something. <laughs> it's a great system that you could probably monetize. Doctor Strange. Anyway, I'm, I just surprised. Think I was, <laughs> I'm surprised it's only 3.6 million. So, okay, I should clarify. It's 3.6 million. Like, I only looked at each team's possible schedule. I didn't then combine those and figure out what the yeah. full league schedule was, because yeah. that's on the order of, like, trillions of possible schedules, and I didn't want to actually sit around and code that. But, yeah, well, 13 factorial is 6 trillion, so... I think right, Justin but, has a question, and I might have the same one. What's the question? So it's not a question. I just what ran through my head now is that um, you have Kyle going up to Doctor Strange, and he's, like, doing all the calculations. <laughs> And Kyle's like, in how many scenarios did I win the league? He's like, one. <laughs> oh, yay. All right. So um, I sent you guys a link to a doc that breaks things down team by team. Um, also, oh my God. I just got to point out, it's because I'm a pedant. It's not 13 factorial, Brendan. Rivalry weeks were already set before Anthony touched the schedule. And also you have to play divisional teams in specific weeks. I kept those rules in there. So these are schedules that like Anthony could have created when he was doing the schedule back in late August, early September. Um, little did he know he was creating 3.6 million different timelines. And we're going to break down all of them right now. No, but so, that's hold on, saying. hold on. You want me to read this while I'm listening to what you're trying to say right now? There's <laughs> no, 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 no way. You can look at it later. You can look at it later. The important thing to see here, uh, for each team, I've said what their best possible record could have been, what their worst possible record could have been, how long of a winning or losing streak they could have had, you know, what their most common record was, and the percentage likelihood of them getting each of the 15 possible records that there are. So, like, for me, for instance, I thought it sucked having a nine-game losing streak. Turns out I could have been so much worse off. I could have had a 13-game losing streak and only won the first week of the season and then just lost every week from then on. That would have happened um, 2,276 out of the 3.6 million timelines, or roughly 0.063% of the time. But also, on the flip side... I actually underperformed my expectation because I should have finished six and eight based on the average finish for my team. Um, other interesting ones, I think, you know, we've buried Kyle all year long, but let's do it again. His best <laughs> possible record would have been nine and five. And that only would have happened 600 out of the 3.6 billion times oh boy. that he played this season. Uh, whereas he could have gone 0 and 14 about as many times as going nine and five. Um, but that being said, he also underperformed his record because he was supposed to finish four and 10. So, Kyle, if you're listening, if you're feeling bad about your season, it's not your fault. It's Anthony's fault because he made the schedule. That's the important takeaway here. Uh, Sir, this is incredible. This is amazing. <laughs> I almost think, it. why even keep track of what happens? We should just run this yeah. at the end of the season and then determine who the best team is, I feel like. is the <laughs> Says the guy that had probably the best record in all yeah, this. Yeah, skimming through, it looks like Tony, Tony's record frequencies are the most like worst records for... six and eight come yeah. on <laughs> Fuck, that's awesome love that it's interesting could, there was a 14 and 0 mixed in there that's fantastic yeah it's, ten thousand of them it's interesting how few people ever could have gone 0 and 14 like, yeah so part of the thing there more... is because rivalry weeks are set if you didn't go 0 and 2 in your rivalry weeks then you can't have gone 0 and 14 in any of these uh... simulations 
because those sense. were already predetermined. Same with like, you can't go 14 and 0 if you didn't go 2 and 0 in your rivalry weeks. So I was actually, I think the only teams that went 2 and 0 in rivalry week were Justin, Harsh, and Anthony. I could be wrong about that, but I was actually surprised to see that um, neither Justin or Harsh had a potential 14 and 0 season, given that they went in to this simulation with uh, the 2 and 0 already set. So. My team had some brutal weeks. I had some awful weeks and some good ones. Eric, this is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah there's so much this information. Crazy. Here. You should post this in the SSFL group with like zero context. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually okay. like, I mean, it's horrible podcasting for us to just all read through a doc and be amazed by it. But it's criminal you didn't get paid for this. I'm also looking at like well, Mike's. Mean record he has got to be the largest range of outcomes his best was 12 and 2 and his worst was 2 and 12. yeah I mean, that's one that interested me the crazy. most too actually and that his record like most likely should have been seven and seven or better and he yeah. finished worse than that like he i think he's the one that can look at this and go yeah my team was was good i could have finished eight and six very easily here well it's so. too bad i'll never listen to this it's true <laughs> wow I have so many more questions about this. Can you send me the data that you, is this all in a uh, database? No, this is just in like a JSON file that I pulled into a very shittily written Java program. Also with Kevin saying it's criminal, I didn't get paid for it. I mean, I didn't do any work today. I just worked on this. So arguably <laughs> I got paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Hats off to Eric. Um, what else? Like there's so many things in here. I'm like overwhelmed with all of the things that I want to talk about. Which one of these is the Toby Maguire multiverse and which one is the Andrew Garfield? <laughs> um, I think the evil Toby Maguire one is definitely the one where Tony is 14 and 0. <laughs> and he's like walking down the street with bad sunglasses, like to <laughs> everyone and you know, the finger guns and all. Oh. Um, okay, so I think the funnest timeline in here, though, because I, you got to bring them up, is the one where um, Kyle rips off a seven-game win streak and gets to seven and one, and then stumbles back to nine and five to make the playoffs with his horrible roster. Like that would have <laughs> just been. Can you imagine if we had lived in that timeline and we got to see that situation unfold? Just how much of a shit show the podcast would have been every week. Like we were ripping on Sherry R for stumbling to six and eight and not deserving it. Like that would have been Oh man, and you know what? You know what, Eric? One of those wins is an 88.18 over Kevin and Kevin has 88.02. Oh How upset would Kevin have been? That is a possible. <laughs> oh my God. I that is the darkest timeline. <laughs> Kevin grew goatee in that timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. This is amazing. I like, I don't want to, I want to just cancel the pod and like, there's so <laughs> many things in here. I like how normal the, the, the frequencies are distributed. I guess that makes sense, but yeah. So Eric, like I, how, kinda... what, when you talk about like all these different scenarios happening, like, can you, is there, can you give like me a little more insight to what that actually means? Like, how did you use the data from like, the point scored that week per player like how does that work uh i'm not really going down that deep i'm just looking at how many points each team scored and then i'm taking the rules for how we built schedules as in rivalry weeks 1 and 14 divisional games weeks 
two to four and then 10 to 13. Oh, I see. Okay. I'm just like, I come up with all of the possible schedules that fit those rules. And then I just say, okay, we know that Brandon scored 139 points in week six. If he had played this person, what do you want? If he played this person, what do you want? Oh, person, okay. And then simulating all the possible schedules everybody could have had and where they would have finished record wise. Okay. Thank you. That's very helpful. So I think that what we could really take from this is that Tony only won because he made the schedule. Is that That's exactly true? right? Yeah. That's the point of this segment. Yeah. Oh, wow. That feels yep. good. Mm -hmm. He could have finished six and eight if I made the schedule. <laughs> Guess we'll have to watch out for that in September next year. My uh, longest loss streak still starts with me starting three and zero, and then getting just terrible luck after that. But that's wow, still six and eight though. Probably would have made playoffs if I was in the other in the other division. <laughs> My longest loss streak actually starts with actually starts with you going six and one, and then losing every game till the end of the year. Oh, oh yeah, that's I was looking at the other one. Oh yeah, oof. In every do? scenario that I play, I play Anthony twice and I lose every single game. And <laughs> the closest is by 21 points. It's just every <laughs> time. Oh, man. Okay. Cool. This is amazing. I feel like we need to get off this because I'm too distracted by it. This is, this is the best thing that has ever come out of the SSFL. I'm super distracted. Um, let's jump into playoff brackets right? Is there anything mm -hmm. else we want to cover before we just dive in? Okay, so um, I created brackets for everyone and everyone on the podcast has filled in a bracket. Um, should we break down the matchups and then go into who's picked two and what's going on? Uh, Tony and Brandon are on by. So this week we have Dion playing Justin and Harsh playing James. Um, what are we looking at? These are exciting matchups. I feel like Harsh and James is like, you know, Tony excluded could be a, a finals. Hey. Okay, I mean, overall thoughts. I'll give you my overall thoughts is actually Justin is the team that I'm most scared of right now. Um, even though it was James coming into it and then Justin ripped off, I think like two straight huge weeks because George Kittle appears to be back. And uh, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And so Justin's actually the team I don't want to run into, which is why I'm very excited to see Tyreek Hill uh, score 26 points last night. That sucked. <laughs> that being said, I did pick Justin to win that game over Dion, although I personally would like to play Dion in the next round. And I know Kevin hates that logic, um, but uh, I'm rooting for Justin to lose so that I can play Dion. To be clear, I don't hate the logic. I just hate when you have the agency to change the destiny. I think there's a difference there. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Everyone except Kevin picked Justin to win that matchup, actually. Interesting. Kevin, you want to walk us through why you think Dion's got a chance here? Uh, yeah, because Dion knows what he's doing in fantasy. He proves it year over year. So if we're taking the betting odds, I'm, I'm taking Dion right now. Or yeah, pretty much that that we all, to we put, all filled it out before Tyreek Hill's matchup or game and Kevin and Justin filled it out afterwards. So, I didn't look, you know. to be fair. Yeah, I mean, 
the counterpoint to that is like looking at Justin's team, like we mentioned last week, I think he's one of the two teams, three teams maybe, that has like an actual running RB1, RB2. Um, feeling really bad about the Nick Chubb trade these days, but, uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, Dalvin Cook is still Dalvin Cook, and Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. Like, Justin's team looks really good. Justin, are you excited for those Monday and Tuesday afternoon sweats you're going to get this week? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to have a fat chub tomorrow, and now it's not going to happen until Monday. And then you still have Devontae Smith playing at Tuesday at 4 p.m. Could be a could be a game decider, too, a matchup decider. Be incredible. And um, the Seahawks. Yeah, this is going to be – you are not going to know until the very last minute. Well, that's true. Right you now. have a lot of late – do you actually have anyone playing a regular game? Okay, you have Kittle and Anderson. Brady on the Friday night game. Sunday night. Sunday it's night not even game, like sorry. a Sunday afternoon game. Whew, Justin, that's going to be a wild, um, that's going to be some wild projections being thrown out by Sleeper during this game. And Dion is going to be like effectively, I mean, he's got Miles Sanders and a kicker on Monday and Tuesday, but otherwise, you're going to be playing catch up all Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Always better to be chasing. Yeah, I'd rather be playing catch up. Absolutely. I still also don't know who I'm going to play as my second wide receiver. I currently have Robbie Anderson in there, and I've got about four other guys that I could also start and have no idea who it's going to be. Yeah, this is a real Judge Judy, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, this... this All equally underwhelming receivers, but... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And, like, it feels like the kind of thing where whoever you pick, you're probably going to be sad. I hope not. I wouldn't wish that on you, but you know, it's tough. So I feel like we should go one by one and tell what our bracket looks like. Just, just a thought. Okay. Why don't you start us off? Okay. Um, all right. So I also picked Justin to beat Dion this weekend. I did about 10 minutes of research for this, looking at matchups. Justin had more green matchups on his team than Dion did. Also, his team is just better. Um, Harsh versus James. I went with Harsh here because I think that James's team is very Jonathan Taylor dependent, and Jonathan Taylor has the worst possible matchup you could have for a running back. Um, I don't know if any of you listened to the Around the NFL Thursday pregame preview show, but Mark Sessler has a really great stat about Bill Belichick going up against 1,000-yard rushers. And uh, Bill Belichick in his career has faced, has had 20 regular season games where he's faced a running back who already had a thousand yards at that point in the season. And he's won 18 out of those 20 games. And it's just, you know, feeds the narrative of Bill Belichick being able to just take out your best player. And of course, if you're the Patriots, you want to say, okay, Carson Wentz beat us in December. And so I could really see Jonathan Taylor having like a very disappointing game this week and uh, James losing because of that. Um, After that, I picked... In the Tony versus Justin, I took Tony to beat Justin. Matchups that week for Tony are just really, really good. Who um, are they? I haven't even looked. The fall and the other side would be Harsh against Brandon. And again, I created a narrative in my mind where Harsh would win. And then in the finals, again, I looked at the matchups and decided that it was at least possible for Harsh to win because that's what I want to have happen. And so he's he's my champion. 
Um, also, I, one more thing from the podcast last week that needs to be said is uh, um, we have mentioned way too many times on the show this year that Kevin is the only original member of the league that doesn't have a championship, and we need to put some respect on Harsh's name. He's been sitting around since the beginning, not winning championships, too. He doesn't have a championship? He does not. He's never even made finals. He's the only original member to not have made finals. He's the Seattle Mariners of our league. <laughs> even worse than Kevin. Even worse than Kevin. Wow, Kevin. And that's why he's so motivated this year. And that's why he's going to win. That's the real narrative. Yes, motivation has been a theme of, uh, of this uh, NFL season. Players being more motivated than normal. All right, Kevin, walk us through uh, your bracket. Uh, my bracket has Dion beating Justin because, as I said, Dion is good at this, and so was Justin. Uh, but I think Dion is slightly better. Um, <clears throat> and then I have James beating Harsh because James is rolling full on downhill, full steam, and he's fucking up everybody he plays. Um, I have James then beating Brandon. Uh, I also have Dion beating Anthony. And then I have James beating Dion in the final because I feel like at the beginning of the year, we were talking about how unlucky James was getting. And then the fact that he literally just hasn't lost a game. I love that. So I'm, I'm team James to run, to run the table. How much of a spite pick is Dion picking or taking over Tony? Really not that much. Like I, 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 we talked about this when Eric brought out the stats of like how successful people have been over the years in fantasy. And I really do think like, no matter what happens, Dion always somehow manages to get there. So if it's not Sherry, I think Dion will keep limping it out. And I do think that Anthony's team has hit the skids a little bit the last few weeks. I know we haven't talked about it much, but he's worried. He knows he's got some injuries. COVID is ravaging. It could throw a wrench in his big season. I actually don't know if I have injuries or COVID on my team well why don't you walk us through your bracket as you figure that out tony okay so i picked justin over dion um i think justin seems very good like i said that's the team i'm at first i was like oh i'm glad i'm not on james's side of the bracket similar to what kevin was saying because he's rolling and then um i actually saw justin's team the way it's rolling and i'm a little bit worried um but that being said i had to pick myself over Justin in that game to put me into the finals. And then on the other side of the bracket, um, I took James over harsh just simply because James's team is rolling. Um, but then I actually think he runs out of steam against Brandon. So I have Brandon over James and it's simply just because I don't think Jonathan Taylor can just keep having like 35 point games and just a lot of averages. Um, like he's on like a nine game win streak at some point like something's going to go wrong. It's just like the way fantasy football works. I feel like, and Brandon's got a good team. And then, so I have me uh, beating Brandon in the final, which I think would be a fun final actually. Um, and then uh, the Prondly winner, I have Kyle and no one has mentioned that, but I'm pretty sure we all picked Kyle for our Prondly winner. We're going to come back to that actually. Uh, the Prondly or the toilet bowl in general. Um, Jay, do you so want to walk j- us through... So just to be clear, Anthony Cooper Cop's not going to come back to Earth, though, but Jonathan Taylor will? Um, I don't know. No, I just won't because Cooper Cup doesn't come back down to Earth. Okay, I was just checking. Yeah. I have a point about – actually, let's go into this. Okay, you are playing against Cooper Cup. You know that they're going to pass to him on, like – it was like 30%, 38% of uh, passes were to him. 
and you're playing zone defense why are you not just putting someone on him do you not have someone good enough or is there like a world where zone is actually the better way to do that can't cover him he's just too good like and that's not even because he's on my team like the the dude is just too good but you like, can't cover him in man and in the in the zone he just shreds you because he's so good at finding he's so good at reading defenses and and getting open in zone defenses yeah i mean it felt and, like that game i guess that's the thing is like if you can't if you don't have someone that can cover him in man then you just like revert to zone and hope to get lucky and, and they, they line them up in the slot and in weird like positions too. So it was really hard to just take like your best cornerback and, and put him on. I mean, like he's not a traditional outside receiver. And so it makes it really difficult. And Sean McVay is obviously a very talented offensive coordinator. So he just puts them in weird spots and, and, and knows he's going to get open. And um, yeah, I mean, I think he, I didn't think he would be this good, but the dude is a good player and Sean McVay knows how to use him. And he's just so unique, right? I think he's not like a DK Metcalf who's just going to like try and run by you. Um, he is just way more nuanced than that. And I just think it's really hard to game plan against. Yeah. I mean, I won't pretend to, you know, understand how to coach an NFL defense, but like watching uh, whoever their most recent game was against, like it was clear that the defense was playing zone and like, it felt like that was just resulting in like, Oh, look, Cooper Cup ran a like a little slant or something and is just now open because nobody is on him. And like it felt like such a like you know coming into that game that he's gonna get a shit ton of passes. Like it felt like there was something you could do against that, but maybe not. Anyway, now that we're uh sidetracked, Jay, talk to me about your bracket. So mine is based on uh you know forecast what you want to happen and cheer for what you want to happen so i obviously picked myself to go all the way and beat my brother in a murray bowl um to dive into the matchups i hate that dion got 26 from tyreek hill really didn't enjoy the game last night except for the fact that i had travis kelsey in another league then we're gonna get bounced in playoffs anyway um and i agree with kevin if it wasn't me i would take dion because this is his time to shine even though i think his team's not actually that much better in mind. Um, I took Harsh over James for the sole reason of what Eric just said and the fact that I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a dud this week because Bill Belichick is going to stuff the box and Carson Wentz is going to be forced to throw. Um, and then literally after that, I just said I was going to beat Anthony because I want to beat him and I want Brandon to beat Harsh so I can beat him in the finals. Cool. I like it. Um, last uh, is my bracket. Um, I have Justin beating Dion. Um like I said, I just think like Justin's team on paper looks good. Uh, I also did not put a lot of thought into these brackets. I just kind of looked at it and was like, this is what I think is going to happen. Uh, maybe heavily influenced by the fact that I just lost to James without Jonathan Taylor. I have James beating Harsh and James beating Brandon. And then I have Tony beating Justin because as much as I hate to see it, Tony's team is just good. And I have him winning in the finals against James as well. Um, we'll see. I didn't like really look at matchups or anything. I just kind of you know, went with whatever my first instinct was. And so I'll happily be wrong. I think uh, James has a kid due right around the time where finals will be. So I think for extra equity, I want him. No. I'm getting a no. That would be a very preemie kid. Um, finals are like a month before riders oh, do. Okay, never mind. This would be, according to your bracket, it actually be the second 
uh, Tony and James uh, finals matchup. He beat me in his championship win, I think, I want to say like four years ago. It was me and James. And actually, we that was the year that he ended. I had drafted Todd Gurley. That was the year that Todd Gurley went bananas. Halfway through the season, I traded him to Sherriar for Le'Veon Bell. And Le'Veon Bell still had a great season. Like, I don't, like, regret that trade. I regret that Sherriar then traded him to James. And then <laughs> it came all the way back around to haunt me in the finals because Gurley went bananas and um, and ended up beating me. But, um, yeah, fun little history fact there for you. Not that I care or anything and think about it all the time. <laughs> um, Eric's the only person with two championships, right? Still? Or Brandon? No, Eric's the only one. That is correct, and that's why I'm cheering for Harsh, because as long as he wins, I get to keep me in the most championships. <laughs> also, like, Brandon's championships are, like, when, like, the AFC and M- NFC were, like, different leagues all together. Like, they barely count, okay? Yeah, that first one was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I took I... five quarterbacks in that draft. That. <laughs> yeah, that, that did you guys play for money that first year? No. Oh. No, so. we got embarrassed. Okay, I'm pretty sure we also picked like during high school. Like, like were we not in class, or am I missing? No, no, no it just was, in class. No, it was an online draft. Like, yeah. That's his just team traded for Ocho Cinco. You want to talk in about the like lab from Greg Finley? <laughs> like greatest teams ever. Um, that team had what did he have? Like Aaron Foster, Randy Moss, Tom Brady, Stack, Roddy um, White. And Roddy, it was just incredible. So, uh, does he get like an asterisk? Was he kind of like roiding? I don't know. Fuck it, he won. <laughs> but then he left, and then we brought him back. So I don't know. That's like that's like pre merger, like history there. I don't know. I mean, Eric did that too, but didn't want to bring it up. Well, like Tony alluded to, um, I built these brackets and kind of just threw in a tiebreaker as an afterthought of who would win air quotes the pronley and then on second thought realized that that's a horrible idea because we all have the same person and i think kevin put it best where he's got kyle brackets and i don't think it's close <laughs> so um i'm gonna put you all on the spot and get you to guess what the final score will be of the toilet bowl oh nice uh so we're gonna start in the same order eric what is gonna be the score for the po- toilet bowl like both teams? Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's going to be X to Y. So I'm looking for an X and a Y. Uh, okay. The score is going to be uh, 126 to 122. One of those big, like, back against the wall. You're going to put up your best week because you don't want to be the primary champion. Okay. Kevin? Uh, Kyle's going to have 54 points, and whoever's going to play him is going to have, like, 80 plus. <laughs> okay. Tony? I have Kyle losing 62.68 to 59.84. Did you just look at who you think is going to play him in the toilet bowl and their predicted scores? Nope. I just typed in some scores. I thought I sound reasonable for the Bronley. Considering Kyle put up a whopping 52 points this week, I think I'm actually quite generous. Uh, uh, two sig figs on that projection too. Yeah, that's respected. <laughs> this is the down. passing yards are, you know, they add that 100th digit, right? So the 100th digit, so you got to include that. Otherwise, you're not making an accurate uh, prediction. <laughs> Jay, what are you thinking? I'm going to go 87.53 to 79.01. Can you get 
Okay, you can't get on that in our league. Don't be aim. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm going to go like 86 to 74. I think it's going to be a real, real struggle. I am desperately hoping that I'm not there because if I'm there, that means that Kyle's there. Kyle's not there. Mm. But um, yeah, we'll see. Okay. So those are our tiebreakers. Those are our brackets. Um, is there anything else we want to cover? Should we, should we wrap it up? Uh, just really quickly, I messaged Eric uh, Sunday morning about how badly, how bad Kyle's lineup was for this week. And I told him, I was like, we could very well be looking at an all-time low in points four for a week because we talked about it earlier this year. And then Van Jefferson caught a touchdown on Monday night. So, uh, or Sunday night, whatever they played. So that, that ruined it. But Oh uh, no, he scored that many points with that bomb to Van Jefferson. Yeah, without it, he had 40 points. Oh, <laughs> like, that so. would have been an all-timer. I was also doing everything I could that Anthony wouldn't get the uh, buy last week that I picked up Teddy Bridgewater just so Kyle couldn't have him. <laughs> he got Heineke who got hurt. <laughs> and then I couldn't even beat Anthony, so it didn't matter. But You put in the valiant effort. Sunday night it was looking like it might happen. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. After, after Rodgers and Adams scored that late touchdown, there were two deep balls down the right-hand side to Allen Robinson, which I think an Allen Robinson in a previous year catches and probably scores. And at that point, you would have been up like 30 going into Monday night and maybe had a chance. I don't know if it would have mattered, but it was getting fun. Yep. Sweatier than necessary, but, you know. Oh, but that's what's fun about it. This is true. All right. Um, we will see you next week to break down some more. Um, sorry, Brendan. The Canucks are 6-0, and oh, and we're not going to mention that. I okay, we, we was mentioned leaving it. it to you. We already, I already mentioned hockey. That's okay. They're six and zero. Check in next week when they're nine and zero. <laughs> I got one little uh, hockey tidbit for you that you'll appreciate, Kevin, because you mentioned the Carolina Hurricanes earlier. Um, a couple of weeks ago in Victoria, the Chamber of Commerce was doing one of those like raise money for a cause by you know auctioning off a dinner with random people thing, right? So it's the classic like not that big of a city, not that many famous people from here. So you have like, oh, you get dinner with the mayor and you get dinner with like random counselor and former politician that no one gives a shit about. And then at the very bottom of the list is an afternoon with Rod Brindamore. What? Absolutely no connection to Victoria <laughs> that I can find, but apparently Rod the Bod is going to come to Victoria and have lunch with somebody to raise money for the, uh, who is that? I don't remember what the cause was. He's the... Kevin, explain. Rod the Bod. Is Rod Brindamore is a hockey player for a long time, played in Carolina, and is also the head coach in Carolina. And his nickname is the Bod because he's like he's got to be like late forties right now because he legitimately looks like he could play for his team today. <laughs> like he works out with his team. Like you know how intimidating that must be is like some twenty year old European kid who's struggling to do like eight chin ups, and you look over and your coach is like getting after it. Born, There's a bunch of yeah, born Ottawa, Ontario. He's a good old Canadian hockey player, kid. Tough two ways. Loves the corners, sharpens the elbows. Who is sharing this? Oh, my Justin, God. We've got, some new... <laughs> we've got some new show art, courtesy oh. of Justin. I'll share it out of the league. Is that why you've been so quiet for the last oh half Oh, my <laughs> God. This is amazing. That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. <laughs>
That was probably one of the greatest Halloween costumes I've ever done. It was pretty good. Hey, pretty actually, good. this uh, gave me an idea. Can you run your system after the playoff weeks to determine like the league winner? Like how many times people won the league? Is that possible uh, or is it too complicated because you don't know who like makes playoffs and stuff? Yeah, I would have to do extra work to figure out like in because right now I'm just looking at like an individual team and all the schedules they could have had and not how every other team would have done in that same exact scenario. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to do more work to actually build like full on league schedules. And then I absolutely could do that. Yes. Well, so maybe only if, if you I'm, have time. you know, if I'm It'd be sitting cool. around over Christmas and not anything to do, maybe I'll do that. But for the moment, I'll say no. All right. Thanks for oh coming. My God. We'll see you next week.